So we said that we were going to do two episodes on the 2018 revolution and what happened politically afterwards. Those were the last two episodes. But we actually have one more. Those first two followed two separate people who have widely different views on Prime Minister Nicole Pashinyan. Both supported the revolution he spearheaded. But Mane Gavorkian still supports him, while Ruben Malayan feels betrayed by him. If you remember, Ruben is also a calligrapher and graphic designer. And one of his well-known pieces was this small design with the words Hachte Luenk, which means we shall prevail. It was a rallying cry in support of the 2020 war effort in Artsakh. And it was the iconic phrase of the war. But there is also an iconic phrase of the revolution. Duhov. Duhov, Duhov, Duhov. You're going to hear that word a lot this episode. That's Ara Aslanian. He also goes by Aro. And it's a design that he made that popularized that word. If Hachte Luenk was the phrase of the war, then Duhov was the phrase of the revolution. It was stamped on these hats that everybody had. I wear hats maybe two days a year, but even I have a Duhov hat. Aro's design is simple. The hat is all black, and the word Duhov is printed in these sharp white letters that bubble out a bit in the front. And Aro's relationship to his design is drastically different from Ruben's, probably about as different as you can get. For Ruben, his Hachte Luink design is deeply wrapped up in his feelings about Armenian politics. But for Aro, it doesn't matter. He couldn't care less about the politics of the person he designs for, which is wild considering how influential his Duhov hat was to the revolution. His politics confuses a lot of people. Everybody thinks that I'm really active Nikolakan. Everybody. Nikolakan, meaning a supporter of Nikol Pashinyan. Because Aro made these hats, people assume that he was, and still is, a huge supporter of the prime minister. When Pashinyan was leading a revolution, Aro was praised for creating this design that helped overthrow a government. And uh, they were saying, no, 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 you're a hero. And now that Pashinyan is unpopular, people criticize Aro. And after it came really big negative, they start blaming me. And like, ah, you are Nikola Kanemusa. But Aro insists that he didn't care about the movement. But I was saying, like, I'm not into it totally. I, I'm just a designer. He presents himself as apolitical. But he created one of the most iconic political symbols of recent memory in Armenia. How did that happen? Welcome to Country of Dust, stories of a changing Armenia. This episode, I'm just a designer. I'm Jeremy Dalmas. Can you translate Duhov into English? Oh, that was the main question when it starts. 
There's no letter for ch in English, so it's a word that's hard to transliterate. But mainly it means uh, with courage. I think the direct translation is with courage. It's a combination of Russian and Armenian. In Russian, duch means spirit. And in Armenian, having of at the end of a word translates to with. So duchov means with spirit or with courage. So we use it really, really much, like go with it, go through it. That's the meaning. It's a good word for a political movement. But not just that. It's also a good word for a sports tournament, which is what it was originally designed for. Aro made the Duchov hat to advertise a football tournament in the spring of 2018. We want to use Duchov as an advertisement campaign for football thing. Aro was working for BetConstruct, an Armenian online gambling company. He had developed Duchov for them at work. He was getting ready to launch this campaign and use Duchov as the main motto. But then the protests started gearing up, and everything froze. The revolution ground the country to a halt. So the campaign stuck. We couldn't use it. But Aro still had this design that he had made, and he had one sample of this hat, this black cap with Duchov written in white on the front. Meanwhile, Nikol Pashinyan was walking across Armenia, drumming up support for this political movement. And Pashinyan is a hat person. He was wearing a hat all the time, an Adidas hat. I was thinking not from the point of view of movement and revolution, but the point of view from advertisement, like product placement. For Nikol, it's a piece of clothing to cover his head. But to Aro, he sees an opportunity. Adidas, it's not Armenian. What if we change it? People are watching Pashinian. He's giving speeches. People are looking at his face. And right above his face, there's this hat. This big space. What if it didn't say Adidas? Okay, I have a hat. I just, I have to pass him. What if he'll do it and this will be best product placement for our brand? That was my thoughts. I never uh, was thinking like, hmm, this is for movement. He thought, there's all these people looking at Pashinian. And if he's wearing the Duchov hat, then all those people will see Aro's brand. And we have this brand, and it's, we own this brand, in fact. We uh, trademark it with a bed construct yeah. where I was working. Yeah. So he took this design he had created for the bedding company he was working for. And uh, my point of view was like to develop the brand, and that's it. I don't even care how, like develop the brand. <laughs> It was my thoughts, as a marketer, not uh, a movement. So you were like, if Pashinian wears this hat, it'll be good for the brand I'm working for. In that moment, yes. In that moment, yes. He never asked his company if this was okay. If I'll go and ask my manager, can I do this thing? Like for a million percent, he will say no. So I didn't ask nobody. But it never ended up being an issue. 
So he got his one sample hat, and he had a person he knew give it to Pashinyan, with the hopes that Pashinyan would wear it. It was a prototype hat. So just, he, he just, got the prototype? Yeah, the first prototype, yeah. What made you think that if you gave Pashinyan the hat, mm-hmm. that he would wear it? I was sure that uh, he needs some brand. He was in a mess. And I was sure if he see this, he will understand that, yes, this is the thing I have to wear, not Adidas. Uh, what is the message of my head uh, for Adidas? Nothing. After Pashinyan got the hat, Aro waited. Yeah, when I passed it, I was like looking when he will wear it, where he will wear it, how he will wear it, what else he will wear it. He was tracking him, watching all the videos he could find of Pashinyan. He describes it like a spy movie. I had like four monitors and no, really. People Aro knew were watching as Pashinyan did things like eat dinner and then texting Aro about if he had the hat with him or not. And Aro was just waiting for the moment when Pashinyan would first put the hat on his head. Because I was also ready for the next step. The next step being that once the public knew about the hat, then they would want the hat. And that meant he would need to have hats ready to sell. It was not like, like, okay, he will wear it and that's it. If he will wear it, everybody will want the thing. Aro was already working on getting them manufactured. If I'll be the first guy who will have it, not waiting one or two days uh, while others will print, I will be kind of not the winner, but the manager of Mm. the situation. Because he knew if he had them out first, Everyone would buy his original hats, and not the knockoffs that people would very quickly get made and sell. So he put in orders to every business in Armenia that could make the caps. Aro says he was absolutely sure this plan would work. Bashinin would wear the hat, and it would take off. I was ready. Like, I was ready. But he just wasn't wearing it. Aro saw that Pashinyan's son was wearing the hat, but that didn't matter. Aro was upset. Then I was like, okay, okay, it's not good. Nobody, nobody just uh, noticed. And I was waiting, okay. Then something changed. And uh, do you remember they took Nikol Pashinyan to jail for one day? It was a pivotal day. Pashinian was taken into custody, and everyone was waiting to see if he would get out. It was this make-or-break moment to know who was in control, the government or the protesters. If Pashinian wasn't released, then the revolution was likely over. But if the movement had enough momentum, then they would have to let him out. And everybody was waiting like this one day that uh, if Nicole will uh, not get out, okay, same old shit. And then he was released. It was clear that this revolution might actually bring down the government. All eyes were on Pashinian. And he got out with the hat. He came out of jail with the Dukhov hat 
on his head. It was that, that moment. That. It was like the happiest moment of everybody and with the head. It was like exact time for the branding. Yeah, it was like, oh my God. <laughs> what did you think when you saw him? I think more production. <laughs> that was my first thought. That was like 5,000 copies, not enough. <laughs> Soon, Tuchov was everywhere. And the design wasn't just on hats. People used it as their profile pictures on social media. There were t-shirts. People even got tattoos. You would walk down the streets of Yerevan, and it was like every item you saw said Tuchov on it. Pashinian and others in the movement had been using the term Tuchov before Aro gave him the hat. But after the hat became popular, that's when the word became a symbol. All these guys will start using this word as a branding after that. And all the time their speeches end with Duchov. Mm-hmm. They understand, okay, this is the brand and we'll use it as a brand. For years, Aro had cringed when he saw what he felt were badly marketed political movements. He says that people running the protests were not thinking about their political movements like he thought of them, as a brand. They will never think, let's brand our movement Duchov. They will never think about it. It had been driving Aro crazy. So he was able to fix this problem he saw. He had a successful design. He had influenced a revolution. It seems like it would be a huge win for him. But he was disappointed. He was hoping it would keep growing and transcend politics. But he felt that Dukov's popularity had reached an upper limit. I thought it will be even bigger. And then I was disappointed, like, what? Only politic? Because I was thinking about football championship, not a small political uh, one-time thing. Most Armenians wouldn't call the revolution a small, political, one-time thing. But Aro was unhappy that Duhov was tied to a political movement. The brand became only political, which I didn't want because it's really weak. Something like football will always be popular. And people's support for football is tied up in national pride. Armenians will always like Armenia. That's eternal. Aro wanted to connect Duchov with things that Armenians would always connect with, so that the brand would last too. If you get many other associations, your brand is really big and strong, like Coca-Cola. He don't have any political. Because Aro had given Bashinian the hat, now Duchov would rise and fall based on what people thought of the revolution it would be hard to connect it with anything else. For example, Arad Kanyak is national brand for us. So you can use it not only as a, a drinking things. You can do festivals. You can do anything. So if you got a really big brand, you can use it how, uh, anyhow you want. Think Hello Kitty. Pure branding. Hello Kitty would never support any politician. Alternatively, There was this one Pepsi commercial from 2017 in the U.S. where Kendall Jenner gave out cans of soda as a symbol of peace between protesters and police. Pepsi was trying to say, we can all just get along. 
but it backfired dramatically. A lot of people found it trivializing, and Pepsi sales hit an all-time low. Otto wanted Duhov to be like Hello Kitty, but he was worried it was going to be like that Pepsi ad. So it's only, only political, which is, yeah, not good. You can't monetize it. Because the popularity of the design was his main concern, not the revolution. They're saying, and what do you think about movement? And I was saying, I don't care. (laughs) I'm just doing design. I really don't care. But people in Armenia cared a lot. And the design that Aro made was part of the movement. And soon, what that political movement meant started to shift. And what the hat meant started to change with it. The first thing that happened is that Nikol Pashinyan took off the hat. The revolution was won. He became prime minister, and he started wearing suits. And you don't wear a cap with a suit. He wasn't the head of a revolution anymore. He was the head of a government. Otto was hoping that Duhov might go on to work as a national brand, like Ararat, to symbolize support for the country in general. And half a year after the revolution, stores were still selling the hats. But it had become a souvenir. It was like the first thing for the tourists, in fact. I was in Yerevan in 2019, and I bought the hat for 2,000 drams at Vernissage. Then put it in my bag to take home. If you saw someone wearing the hat, you could tell that they were visiting the country. It had stopped being something that local Armenians would buy because it wasn't an active symbol of protest anymore. While some Armenians were disillusioned with Pashinyan, for most, there was nothing to be courageous about anymore. The moment had passed, and Duhov was getting stale. Everybody had a hat in his wardrobe. Not using every day, of course, but uh, everybody has it, and uh, it's a history. It wasn't thought of negatively, though, by most people. For the next couple of years, at least, until the war. After war, it uh, get this negative association, and everybody started to get rid of this. Those bright feelings around Duhov were part of the past. Hats were stuffed in the back of closets, and people's hopeful feelings from the revolution were also shut away. People don't even say the word anymore, like at all, not just when talking about politics, when talking about anything. If you wore a Duhov hat out in the streets right now, it isn't out of the question that someone might punch you in the face. Duhov has gone from revolutionary to establishment to disappointment. Some of the people who had gotten Duhov tattoos had them covered over when the meaning changed. But Aro doesn't hide from his hat. It was always about his work, not about politics. So there isn't anything to hide from. Even when people direct their anger at the government towards him. I'm not, uh, I'm not the one like uh, about all my truman. Yeah, you're not ashamed of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm ashamed, I'm proud of this. Yeah. And everybody, every, anytime they're saying, haha, you're a Duhov guy, I'm saying, yes, what a problem. <laughs> Any problem with that? <laughs> you would think that a person who does art for a political movement does it 
because they are passionate about the cause. But that isn't Aro. He even told us that after Pashinyan was prime minister, he worked on branding with the very people who the revolution overthrew, although no designs ever came out of it. Otto explains it this way. If I have a restaurant or uh, developing wines, should I say, like, I'll not uh, sell this wine to Robert Kocharyan? Robert Kocharyan represents Armenia's old regime. He's like the Putin of Armenia. He was president from 1998 until 2008. But he's still a powerful political force. It's, it's absurd. It's really absurd. Or bread, I'll not sell it because he's Robert Kocharyan. No. Even in prison, I have to give him bread. So, is it all just business to Otto? When he designs for someone, does it not matter to him what the outcome is? Gohar asks him. But isn't there, for you at least, a line that you couldn't cross? Because I understand that it's work for you and you care about branding and design, but isn't there other things in play when you think about who you will work with and who you will not work with? You know, uh, this question, I had this question a lot of times because there is this tricky moment. But I never say that I don't care if it's Kocharan or Serge or Nicole. I hate Kocharan and Serge because... I lived the life with them. I know who are they. I really hate. I uh, I don't love Nikol Pashinyan. I never said, like, I don't care if it's uh, Kocharan or Nikol. Yeah, I care. I don't want Kocharan, for sure. Million percent. But he would design for them. I'm really out of politics. But if you need some services as a professional, I'm there. I can, I can help to develop your brand. May if, you know, if uh, Aliyev gave the order, I'll not do it. Ilham Aliyev, the president of Azerbaijan. <laughs> so you have a line. <laughs> yeah, I have a line. I have a line. Of course, I have a line. But maybe I'll do it. I don't know. I I, ha- I had a friend, Azeri. Am I? <laughs> Look, I, I consult to my friend, Azeri friend, who was doing uh, the Aliyev airport's branding. It was profession uh, to us. And he was sending me sketches, like, from the design point of view. And I was saying, like, do this, do that. I was working with him for Aliyev Airport. So, yeah, I did. (laughs) It's just a profession. So where is his line? I'm not like, I don't have any line. Of course, there is some lines. If If I'll brand weapon and give it to my enemy and he will kill me, of course there is a line that I, if I'll be in a hurt, I'll not do it. While Otto is disappointed that Duhov has fallen out of favor, he is strangely optimistic about the future of the brand. And by extension, I think, the future of Armenia, too. You know, uh, I think uh, the story didn't end yet. Nicole's still there. Maybe it will uh, get uh, back again. Maybe, I don't know. For him, Duhov is still evolving. It's unclear what its future will be or Armenia's. If you were going to design a hat for right now, Mm -hmm. what would you design? I'm working on it. Oh, you're working on something right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us? 
Uh, not at the moment, but you'll for, for sure you'll see. Maybe it will not be so popular, but you'll see it for sure. I want to know what it is. The same way I want to know what's next for Armenia. At first, it felt bad to me to reduce Armenia's politics to just marketing. That doing so made what happened in the country not about real people's struggles, but instead about just selling them clothes. But a different way to think about it is you can use Armenia's symbols as a way to more deeply analyze what is going on in the country. You can understand the nuances of politics by understanding the stories that people tell around these designs and how those stories change over time. People take symbols really seriously, and how they react to something as simple as a hat can show you a lot about how they feel about so many other things. Things have changed a lot in Armenia since April 2018, when Pashinyan first stepped out of jail with a Dukhov hat on his head. First, wearing it was defiant. Then, it was every day. Now, it is distasteful. What might Dukhov mean next? Country of Dust is created and produced by Nairi Abrahamian, Jeremy Dalmas, and Gohar Khachatrian, with help from Gabrielle Caprielian. Sound engineering and music by Jeremy Dalmas. And thanks for the support from the Creative Armenia AGBU Fellowship, Impact Hub Yerevan, the Vahe and Lucy Foundation, and the Nexus Center for the Arts. And thank you so much for tuning in. It would be a huge help if you could spread the word about the show. Invite all your friends over, wrap up some sarma, and let them know what's up. <laughs>